like good. People are getting attacked or a bunch of black men that have been attacked. Asian. Um, so I'm like, what are you doing? Like, we're trying to like help like with the BLM and like we're gonna like. I mean, it's individuals. It's not a people, you know. Um, that's not good. The optics of that are not good. These little things like that are enough to set back movements, you know. Because the, 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 uh, the far left will start to latch on and create a story of like um, criminalizing an entire community. Just easy, easier headlines that way, I guess. White shooter, black shooter. Which one are we gonna, you know, like? Yeah, I. The longest while, like the story was like people were like la lapping up that it was like you know white guys for like so long. I don't, I haven't seen anything about focusing on color. Uh, people's skin that aren't white they just they just aren't saying anything you know what I mean they're just not all of a sudden that story loses a little steam and they just like leave it be why? I don't know like you can shape an entire people's perception about anything on how you do it right like just by like forcing the story um um, to help, like, your platform, you know, like, you can all of a sudden say, like, coal is the future of, like, energy, well, that could be propaganda because, like, who owns a company might have stake in, like, coal mining. I doubt Charlie Chest will be the last employee we hear from at CNN. Stay tuned, America. Welcome back, Little Joe's Conservative Corner. That was CNN's technical director admitting to creating false narratives for ratings. He also was trying to explain to the young lady how easy it was to manipulate people by pushing these narratives. It's absolutely disgraceful. CNN on a good day is just pure trash. And that's on one of their better days. And stuff like this is not surprising that they're doing it at CNN. And I'm sure at multiple other news outlets, I'm sure they're not the only one. They're just the ones that have currently been caught and are probably the worst offenders of it. One of the things that he said there that really aggravated me was when he was trying to find a headline in all of the Asian attacks and he kind of, you know, made a facial expression rolled a little bit. He's like, oh man, you know, it's like they're all blacks that were doing it. It's like, ah, you know, too bad it's not a white guy that attacked him. It didn't matter that those Asians got attacked. He could have cared less about it. It didn't fit what he needed it to fit, and he was hoping he could find one with a white person attacking him because that's what he wanted it to be. It's just unbelievable. <laughs> I don't, they are a propaganda machine for the left. If that doesn't say it right there, I don't know what will. If you are an avid watcher of CNN, you probably haven't seen this footage, but if you ever come across it, you should really think twice about what you're listening to and being indoctrinated by because believe me, they're doing it to you. Also, Twitter, another extension of the left, because James O'Keefe came out with that, they ended up suspending his account permanently. So he has now been kicked off Twitter for telling the truth and revealing what CNN has done. So you can see we're still having our First Amendment right attacked. 
Twitter's not going to stop. They have no interest in stopping. Believe me, Twitter is about as nasty as they get. What a real sad thing is, is that I'm sure they are just loving everything going on with the police right now. I'm sure they are just thrilled to death that a poor black kid lost his life to a white police officer because it fits everything they want it to fit. It's like checking off all the boxes and they are just so thrilled that it happened. Instead of feeling sorry for the situation and it's an upsetting situation and you feel for the parents that they lost their kid and you feel for the police officer because at the moment it does look like she made a mistake. We'll see how that plays out. I haven't got too much into that or into the George Floyd trial because honestly they have overcharged the police officer. That They are setting up a bomb there. They want this to erupt. Believe me when I tell you they want this man to be set free because that is going to work to their benefit. The Democrats will just embask in the rioting and everything that comes to follow after that trial is done. And the same thing is going to apply in this one. It, uh, apparently, second-degree manslaughter, if you look at the laws in that state, I believe they overcharged her as well. So they're probably setting up to have two trials back-to-back, not too far apart, where both of these police officers may not do any time, and I'm sure that's going to go real well. I'm sure buildings and cities are going to burn, and, uh, you know, I guess Creepy Crazy Joe and Heels in the Air Harris, I guess they're totally okay with it. I don't even know where we're living anymore. This is not America anymore. When you're hearing cities are constantly burning and rioting, you know, that police officers are constantly being attacked. I mean, wh- where are we living anymore these days? Everything is out of control, and certainly it should reflect extremely poorly on the leadership because they do nothing to stop it. That's on your local level, your state level, and the federal government. None of them. All the way up to Mr. Dementia himself because they have done nothing to stop this. It is disheartening to watch it. And it's unfortunate, but that is the reality we live in currently. On some more stupid news, Alyssa Milano and Chelsea Handler pushed Biden to take action on slavery reparations. Man, I've already explained this and I'm just going to say it again. How difficult would it be to honestly pay out reparations? You would have to begin to figure out which bloodlines actually came from slaves which would mean that not all black people would be able to get paid reparations because you have a lot that are not from the United States in those times. You have a lot of Haitian Americans, you have a lot of Jamaican Americans, you have a lot of African Americans, truly African Americans that came from Africa, and multiple other locations that they're, they are new to America post-slavery time. So they're not getting paid. Then what about taxpayers? Everybody pays taxes including black people. So you mean to tell me that black people whose lineage doesn't lead to slavery, then they're going to be paying other black people through their taxes for their family members that were in slavery. Well, how about white or Hispanic people that weren't here during slavery times, that their bloodlines didn't show up until the early 1900s where there was no slavery, but their taxes have to go to it too. It's such an overly complicated situation to actually make it work. And it's not that America hasn't tried. Since the 60s, America has spent over a trillion dollars on so-called social justice or reparations targeting, you know, to a larger extent, the African-American community. 
They've provided them with cash payments, housing, food, daycare, educational assistance, inner city development, transport, business startup assistance, job training assistance, preference on government contract award, affirmative action, legal aid, and the list goes on and on. So that is a form of reparations. I don't know what more you can do besides that. There does come a point in time where enough's enough. Nobody that is alive today has ever been a slave or parents were a slave. At the end of the day, it's just another publicity stunt to try to show that these people care, which they don't care about you. Please don't think that Alyssa Milano or any of these Hollywood stars truly care. These people don't care. They they blow with the breeze. They'll say and do the majority of them. I'm not saying all of them because obviously there's there's always some decent people where there's bad people. But for the majority of them, they just say and do whatever is necessary to help their career. If it's cool to say that today, they'll do it. How many Hollywood stars have come out claiming to be part of the alphabet community and they really aren't? How many of them will sit here and tell you how in tune with social justice they are, but at the same time own companies over in China that's using child slave labor? <laughs> that's, that's a lot of social justice there, sure. These people are not to be taken serious. It's a waste of time to listen to them. And reparations, I don't see how it works. I don't think they're going to do anything with it because of how complicated it is. And that's that. Obviously, we're continuing to have problems at the border. The border doesn't seem to be getting any better. It's just constantly deteriorating. I personally think that all this other flaring up, pointing out the police shootings, everything else going on, I think they're trying to deflect attention away from the border. So you're not paying attention to the border anymore, and now you're all wrapped up in everything going on with the police department and everything. So that's just my opinion anyways. But the border is a hot mess. Most Americans are not too happy about it. Forget political parties. Most Americans ain't too happy about the border right now. And we only have a very few conservatives or Republicans that are actually trying to bring attention to it daily because it needs to get under control. Here's Jim Jordan. He had something to say about it. They said there are 16,000 kids as we speak who have moved from Custom and Borders to HHS. And they're housing these kids and these kids are going to be sent somewhere in the country to some relative, but maybe a parent, maybe someone else, but they're going to be moving the country. And that turnover is every 24 days. They told us that that 16,000 number turning over every 24 days, that number is going to go to 60,000 turning over every 24 days. So you do the math. That That's hundreds of thousands of, of children just coming into the country uh, over the next year. And you couple that with all the other uh, immigrants we're seeing come in the country it is two to three million people in one year's time that they're all coming in and uh, what does that mean for communities what does that mean for our public education system what does that mean for our hospital say, uh, systems that's that's huge so um, that is a concern and, and uh, it could be prevented and it could be done in a legal fashion if we put back in place the policies that were working. Obviously, the policies he's talking about are Trump's policies because they were working. We weren't having the surge. Last uh, podcast, I gave you some of the raw numbers on that. Um, 
Kamala Harris. If you remember, Biden announced that Kamala Harris, probably uh, three weeks to a month ago, was supposed to be in charge of the border. Since then, she has not visited the border. And the one time she was asked about visiting the border, she just gave one of her hyena cackles and said, no, she's been to the border, but she had no plans of going to the border. Fox News reported that she traveled to Guatemala and Mexico amid the crisis at the border, but has still not visited the actual border. Kamala Harris Wednesday said that she will travel to Guatemala and Mexico as part of her role in tackling the root causes of the swirling migration crisis at the southern border as she faces intense criticism for her alleged lack of action on the crisis. Ultimately, she's going to stop, do the political thing, talk to everybody there, make nice, nice, play like they're friends and play patty cake, but she's not going to the border. She doesn't want anything to do with the border because she doesn't care. I can't stress enough how these people don't care. The things that these people care about are money and power. Beyond that, they don't care about anything. The border surge, that's not a problem for them because they're potential voters. That secures their power. Money, again, that's not a problem for them because if they stay in power, they're hustling the system. They're taking our money. They're making crooked deals with other countries and making a ton of money off of America. So there's your money part of it. So they're not real concerned. These people truly are destroying the United States, slowly but surely. Uh, I mean, and they are literally doing everything they said they were going to do, and it's a shame. Another article that I happened to come up on on the Hill was about Kerry visiting China. And I have not seen anybody talk about it. The only person that I believe I saw say anything about it was Dinesh. In a statement on Tuesday, the State Department spokesperson said Kerry will visit Shanghai from April 14th to April 17th and discuss raising global climate ambition with South Korea and the Chinese leaders. The trip will come days before the April 22nd White House Climate Summit, where Biden is set to announce the new emissions target under the Paris Climate Agreement. Later on in the article, it does say that China announced a target of net zero carbon emission by the year 2060. Kerry ended up saying that, you know, the United States can't do it alone. And uh, that if China doesn't stop slumping and glumping, that even if we went to zero, they're at 30% and rising. So, (laughs) big surprise there. I've said this multiple times. The United States can go to zero emissions if they want. They can make all of our lives miserable. We can get rid of all the cows. You can get rid of the planes. You can get rid of the cars. You can go to all wind and solar. So we're having rolling blackouts. Nobody has any power. We're not going to have clean water. It's just going to be a a complete disaster. But you can do all of that. The, The problem with that is there are a lot of other countries that depend on their resources. And they're not going to stop doing it just because you say so. Oil is big. That's their thing. They're not going to stop doing it just because we say so. All these countries are not going to stop. China said by 2060. We're in 2021. That's 39 years from now that they are supposedly, that's supposedly because a lot of people, a lot of power, and a lot of things change in 39 years. Think about 39 years ago from today, okay, and we're talking in the 80s. Yeah, things were way different in the 80s than they are now. So the chances of them actually doing that are pretty slim to none. Not to mention, how much presser is the Biden administration even going to put on them to do that? And then as power changes and you have a conservative back in there who is for oil and gas, we'll start doing that again. So this is going to be a relentless fight to the end of time. 
but we will be the ones to suffer because we have lunatics running the country right now that want to lead us in that direction by the year 2030. I mean, I even saw something where Chevrolet, and it hurts me to say this because I used to love Chevrolet, and I got to say, the way they're behaving, not so much anymore. But Chevrolet said they're going to do away with the combustion engine completely by the year, I think it was 2035 when I read an article. And I kind of laughed a little bit when I saw it because I was like, good luck. I guess you're going out of business too because I know 90% of Americans don't care for electric cars. It's just like solar and wind power. You're just not there yet. You're not at a point where it's reliable. How long does it take to put a full charge on one of those batteries? I think a quick charge is like an hour or an hour and a half or something, but a full charge on those batteries, you plug them in all night. So if you're going across the country, how long is it going to get take you to get from point A to point B when every three to 400 miles, you got to stop and charge that sucker for at least a couple hours? It's, you're, you're just not there yet. And they're not going to be there in 14 years because the demand is not there. The more electric trucks, the more electric cars they make, they're not going to make the sales on them they think they're going to make. They're going to have to keep the combustion engine. Another big problem I have with this whole scenario, and I'm sure anybody that's involved in science already knows this, how many ice ages have we been through and how many warming periods? If my memory serves me correctly, we have been through five ice ages and four warming periods. We should be due for a warming period, which we could possibly be in. However, we would never know because our lifespans are too short. We don't live that long to go through the cycles of the planet. Another funny thing about climate change is it's all a theory. They theorize this and that. But there's no hardcore evidence. What hardcore evidence do you have? Show me some. If you can't produce any facts or any evidence, then we're just talking. There's no no reason to get your tail feathers all ruffled up because there's no reality there. The, The reality of the situation is you don't have any facts to back up your theories. And if you don't have any facts, there's nothing to talk about. Now, I believe in being a good steward of our environment. I don't think we should be dumping toxic waste into the oceans. But in the United States, we don't do those things. We're better than most countries. Look at Brazil. Brazil just lets their wastewater flow right into the ocean. It's not treated at all. It's just raw sewage going into the ocean. Well, we certainly don't do that. And Brazil barely had enough money to pull the Olympics off. They're a great example. Do you think whatever their natural resource there is, do you think they're going to give that up to be in line with your carbon demands? No, they're not. They're going to do what's best to make their country survive. You can think whatever you want and they can tell you whatever they want, but ultimately they got to do what's best to keep that country moving. So the whole climate change thing, John Kerry, and John Kerry is just a creep. He's been a creep since day one. He's a freak. He's another one with the Oh, the world's going to be over by the year 2000. Oh, the world's going to be over by the year 2010. Oh, the world's going to be over by the year 2030. You know what? Just like the Mayans, you ain't telling us when the world's over. We just keep on chugging. I did want to announce, this is my, I think, 88th podcast. Yeah, I want to say 88th. I could be one off or so. I should hit my 100th episode in June with that. I'll be videotaping my podcast, which will ultimately end up being on Rumble and YouTube. So if you ever wondered how ugly I truly am, you only have to wait till June. And then I can, it's going to be like Halloween in the middle of summertime. (laughs) Because that's something ugly. But nonetheless, 
<laughs> I should be launching that about then. I'll be launching my website at the same time. And on that, you know, I want it to be as interactive as possible, as updated as possible. So I'll be putting links to articles that I find interesting, that are good reads. And I'm just going to keep trying to push this thing forward. So that'll about wrap it up for me today. If you like what you're hearing, please tell some people about me. If you'd like to reach out to me with any constructive criticism, just plain criticism, if you'd like to get a little nasty, cool with that too. Doesn't matter. If you want to just tell me that I suck or that I'm great, happy to hear from you. Uh, Gmail, L-J-C-O-N-S-E-R-C-R-N at gmail.com. Uh, my preferred social media, which is parlor at Joe Little. You can also follow me on Twitter at L-J-C-O-N-S-E-R-C-R-N. Otherwise, God bless. Have a great weekend.